0: What's up, family and friends? Here we are for random number 92. I'm Ox, and that's Luke over there. And we're going to tell you about all the latest and greatest that you should be watching and stuff you should avoid. Um, along with, now that we're starting to do these best and worst of lists, I think we're at the 30s, right? So we've got yes, this was now. number <sighs> It is. It is trying my patience for the best part of me.
1: So, let me tell you. You don't even know how. To.
0: <laughs> uh on top of that, uh did you finish watching Love Death and Robots?
1: I didn't watch the last 2 episodes.
0: Okay. Um so other than that, we got uh the worst and best list is Santa Claus Conquers the Martians and Once Upon a Time in the West. Uh, Then we got five more episodes of Battlestar Galactica Season 2. I believe we're the third, or three-fourths of the way through now. Um, Triple Frontier on Netflix, Five Feet Apart, and Captive State, theatrically. Um, So you got all that stuff watched? Yes. Okay, fair enough. Is there anything else you want to discuss before we jump into all of that?
1: Nope, I don't even want to talk about the news that I know you want to talk about. What
0: news is that you're talking about that James Gunn's back on Guardians 3? Hell yeah. What was that? Who fucking cares? Everybody cares. And it's fantastic, phenomenal, and everybody's gonna fall in love with Guardians 3.
1: Well, when it comes out, because he's still doing fucking Suicide Squad 2 first?
0: Listen, it's not hard to knock out a DC movie. That's a weekend worth of work. Everybody gets paid, and then we're back on it for Guardians. And plus, Guardians isn't even slated for, like, Two more years, I don't think.
1: I think you're wrong, because I believe DC has a ton more Oscars than Marvel, so... (laughs) (laughs) Listen. Fuck you, pal.
0: (laughs) That's bullshit? And just because Marvel isn't willing to play the game and throw millions of dollars towards bullshit.
1: This is is a follow-up to an Oscar-winning movie. Remember that? Suicide Squad. (laughs) (laughs)
0: They're rebooting it, though. I know,
1: but... They gotta keep that quality up.
0: What if they just redo the same thing, but leave in all the Jared Leto parts they cut out from the first one?
1: Whatever, man. I saw the fucking list of characters that Gunn's using, and I'm like, wow, I'm even less interested than the first one.
0: <laughs> so- uh, I could care less. I just know that he's directing it. I'll see it. It's fine.
1: It's like a whole fucking team of fucking Slipknots. So that's what it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um... See, I saw that tweet, and I thought somebody was just bullshitting around saying they were going to kill off the metal band Slipknot. But I guess that's their rogue gallery.
1: That's just whatever. We should kill after their performance in Rollerball. We should kill off the band Slipknot.
0: Listen, you got to appreciate a band that's willing to travel to a third world country to put on a show for a roller derby. You just got to that absolutely. That's, didn't.
1: I don't, because I, I respect Pink more for just showing up in the hologram.
0: <laughs> Listen, it was never discussed. I don't even... She got paid for that movie for just showing off her face. I don't understand what she was doing there at all.
1: I don't know what... The first
0: time I saw it, I thought it was uh, Rebecca, Rebecca Remains Stamos. And I was just like, well, that's weird. that they were, And then the second time, I was like, no, that's definitely Pink. Why are they just showing a randomly face? This is so dumb, <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, also, American Gods gets renewed for season three.
1: Oh wow, we might actually get halfway through this book before it gets canceled. <laughs> uh,
0: I just have to bring that up because you said that like they're not making very much progress on the book, so it's just interesting to see where they're uh, going with all of that. So, fair enough. Uh, what'd you think of, uh, Love, Love, Death, and Robots so far?
1: You know what I thought That shit's dumb. What are you talking about?
0: You're ridiculous. This no. is why it's at the top of the list, because I knew you didn't want to talk about it very much. But I fucking love that shit.
1: Why? There's not an interesting story in the bunch.
0: You're ridiculous. Uh, first of all, there's like three or four of them that I really enjoy. Mainly Zima Blue, because it's kind of pretentious art world but it also has like this art style that kind of exudes that samurai jack style that i love. Uh and then the one right after that was Blindspot, spot where there's a bunch of robots trying to uh steal a microchip in this tunnel. Yes. It's, it's, yes. So great, it's no, a great, no
1: waste of my evening.
0: Great little heist. Uh, listen, you t- i told you, you didn't have to watch it and you're just like fuck it, i'm going to watch it just in spite
1: I I had playing in the background with all the intentions of reading, and like I was just like, "Why? Let's let's see what this next one is." I was like, "Oh, it's only seven minutes. Maybe let's see what the art style is." I'm like, "This shit's dumb." Now there's a fucking, (laughs) they're they're fucking mechs being farmers. Shit's stupid.
0: No way. That one was fun as well.
1: No, bunch of fun. And here's the thing that I was really didn't like was like (laughs) all of like. Not one of the stories that I feel the nudity in it was not forced and really gross.
0: Um, I didn't feel like it was with The Witness, the third one.
1: There's no reason she had to be naked.
0: I mean, granted, yeah, but I think they had the free, to, free will to do it, so what the hell.
1: It literally felt like Netflix just being like, let's be edgy, let's throw some boobs in.
0: What's so funny is I was talking about this with my friend the other day, um, and I I was equating it to uh, since we both work at Blockbuster, like there was no, none of this shit would have flown at Blockbuster. So it's really weird to see Netflix like pushing that angle. And like, yeah, most of it was just gratuitous, but like, fuck it. it I had fun looking at all the different art styles and I think they accomplished something really awesome with it.
1: Let's be fair, there's only about four art styles. Most of them were video game cutscene. That's all the style they went for.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. But I think there was a total of six different writers for the 18 episodes that put all Mm -hmm. these stories together. Yeah,
1: it just felt like they had rights to a bunch of short stories and threw it all together. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. Not much.
0: Not your cup of tea, so I figured you weren't gonna enjoy it that much. But yeah, I had a lot wow. of fun with about half of them. I just really enjoyed it. I'll probably burn through it again at some point.
1: God damn it! Just move on with your life. What? There's so much <laughs> out there
0: you haven't seen. Granted, there is, and that's why it's not gonna be a this weekend rewatch. But if I'm just fucking around trying to fi- find something fun to do, I'll I'll rewatch a few of these little clips. It was fun.
1: Just just find something just literally pull up any streaming device and be like oh that's something i haven't seen cool let's watch fucking whatever horrible fucking movie no Netflix because then right i on. fall.
0: then i fall into goddamn left behind and i'm stuck hating myself
1: yeah but at least it's something different it can teach you what not to do
0: <laughs> Fair. you make a valid point i suppose um, do you want to knock out the other Netflix while we're here?
1: Oh, yeah, because Netflix is on just a fucking great roll this week.
0: <laughs> How much did you hate Triple Frontier?
1: A lot. It's good, really boring. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it absolutely was. And that's why we're just throwing it up here. Like, I'd avoid it. What's so funny is I saw people comparing, like, people that hated Bird Box hated this one just because I guess it's. Netflix's next big movie whatever so I saw a bunch of people hating on both of them and I was like oh well it might turn out to be actually a decent movie if they hated Bird Box because I really like Bird Box and nope this is really boring and surprising how boring it is considering the caliber of cast they had
1: yeah that's the thing it's like (laughs) this would be like this would have been like a direct to fucking VHS movie back in the day if it wasn't for that cast
0: yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Really boring. Just sucks. Just – And, like, uh, you th- you feel like Affleck is, like, ooh, he's playing this burnout. And, and like, t- ten minutes into the movie, you're like, no, he's just collecting a paycheck.
1: <laughs> they, they all were. Um, like, fucking everyone – Except for fucking Charlie Hunnam, I've never liked him. But everyone else in that cast is – really good like oscar isaacs and garrett hudlin like remember his performance in fucking mudbound for netflix last year like yeah dude can fucking act and you watch this and you're just like oh no just no one cares
0: yeah absolutely no i would i'd have to say oscar cared just slightly more than enough but everybody else is like let's wrap it up come on no we're not making more than two takes come on let's roll (laughs)
1: And fucking, like, it's also becoming, like, this pitfall that, like, they keep making these movies, like, of, like, good guys who've been trained to be, you know, and have these skills, but they they do this criminal thing. And, like, none of those movies are ever interesting.
0: There's literally, there's no conflict almost whatsoever in this entire thing. Um, It's just... Basically, let's get from point A to point B. We've got the skill set to do it. Oh shit, there's a lot of money in this house, and that presents a problem because we should have a lot of money. It's like fuck you guys. Get out of here.
1: Like literally the whole like the whole back of the half of what happens in this movie is precipitated by the fact that there's so much money their helicopter can't climb over a peak as it's going over and they fall back down.
0: It's so dumb. I love it because it was I think um they're doing the heist and it's like a half hour in to this hour and a half movie. I'm like, oh shit, is there gonna be like traps in this house? Like they're gonna get separated. It's gonna be like a saw style thriller. Nope, just super fucking boring. Let's let's pack these fucking mules full of drug money and walk over hills. And, and like mountains.
1: and even the fact that like when Affleck decides to do it and you know he's like listen you know this is the last chance for anyone to get out you know we are willingly going to be committing crime of you know we're going to commit robbery and one murder and then they just start murdering everyone and no one
0: (laughs) yeah I was really surprised that they didn't just slaughter the family on their way back from like church because at that point what the hell it's just another couple tallies
1: yeah, because, like, they're, they're playing it as this big moral quandary of, like, we have to kill this one guy and we're not sanctioned to, and uh and then they just start popping people left and right. And I'm like, <laughs> Gee, and fucking, like, when they go down in the fucking cocaine field and Affleck just start shooting all the villagers, I was like, what is
0: happening? <laughs> uh, it's so ridiculous. And I love that, like, he brings a, a bag of money and he's like, here's a little bit. <laughs> Like, not even this whole contents of this bag. Like, we have more than we can carry, but here's half a bag of money. And, like, we're cool, right? <laughs> and the fact that, like,
1: when it gets to the end and they they all give up their cuts to go to Affleck's family because he was killed. And I was just like, he's the one who fucked all of this up. He broke his fucking hard limit on when they should leave. And,
0: like, mm-hmm. Affleck
1: ruined all of this. Don't reward his children.
0: Yeah, I would have been like, no, I'm still taking my cut. I mean, it's still a million dollars. It's fine.
1: Plus, the then, most ridiculous the thing is like, fucking, of course, you know, the end of the movie, Oscar Isaac still has the coordinates for where they dropped all the rest of the
0: money. It's like, <laughs> yeah, fucking go back, get the rest. Yeah, I love that part. It's like, why the fuck? Like, that's just a terrible move. Like, just take that to somebody else. Be like, listen, you go get that shit. And I'll take one million dollars of it, and it's fine. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah, so avoid that movie, because it's awful. It's just straight trash. Yeah. I'm surprised that's not on the worst list already.
1: So. <laughs> uh, it's because no one can see geez. Netflix
0: real movies. That's fair. Did you see that sweet segue I did? So moving into the best and worst movies, well, let's start with Santa Conquers the Martians. Which is
1: complete horse shit because he doesn't conquer horse shit in this movie. It's dumb.
0: There's a lot of loose ends in this movie. I don't necessarily consider it a terrible movie just because I don't. It's it feels like an afternoon special type movie. And I even brought this fact up. Like everything was done before we had set foot on the moon, and like it's. Realistically, it's probably pretty uh substantial what they had created back then, but I mean by today's standards it's nothing it's just a it's just a holiday it's just a really weird holiday movie,
1: yeah, and I guarantee the only reason it's even on the worst list and people have watched it and rated it is because Mystery Science Theater did it once,
0: yep, I saw that and I was like, maybe we should just watch that because I bet you that's awesome. Tor- but even that- even that, having that levity, like, that seems like it should never not be on this list, because, I mean, it's it's obviously just a fun bullshit.
1: It's bullshit just a, it's a whole pile of, like, what, am I really going to be like, well, the Martians' motivations don't make sense, because, <laughs> like, no one cared when they made this.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's just a, just kind of a rubbish, like, I bet you I would fucking watch it for Christmas when it rolls around this year just for the hell of it, like, you know what? Let's revisit that one Christmas movie.
1: That and the fucking Affleck and James Gandolfini Christmas movie.
0: Bingo. That's great shit. What was that? I can't remember what it was, but yeah. That's I don't going remember. Around. Is it Surviving, surviving
1: Christmas? Christmas?
0: That's exactly what it is. And Gandolfini <laughs> buys that car just just out of spite. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. So good.
1: Yeah, but yeah, no, like there's no reason that, like, the Martians would be watching Earth TV that precipitates them to go to Earth and kidnap Santa Claus. Like, none of it makes sense, but it's...
0: Also, also, where the hell did the astronauts go? I don't they know. they chasing them, and they're just like, wow, well, forget that storyline. Fuck it.
1: Or, you know, like, when their ship is literally leaving Earth's orbit, and they're sending fucking fighter jets. It's like, you
0: can't chase that spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just a ridiculous movie. Uh, I think it'll be fun around Christmas time, but other than that, it's not—it's not awful, but it's whatever. I like—I
1: put my head down, I was reading, it and all of a sudden, it's like they're like Torg, come on, Torg, and look up, and there's this is a terrible robot, and I was like, yep, going back to my book. Let's just struggle
0: through this one. <laughs> oh man, when they were like, I was just quick flipping through gifs on uh, Twitter, and they had that stupid robot. I was like, oh man man, I really hope that's Torg. And then it got to, I was like, uh, this all paid off. But five minutes before that, we get the terrible fucking polar bear creature <laughs> just crawling around all fours. Uh, there's so much that I enjoy about this movie, just because of, just from a ridiculous standpoint.
1: Or the fact that, like, Santa's just like, yep, well it's time to go back to Earth. Like, no, you're a slave now. He's like, Well, okay, guess what makes a <laughs> noise
0: I believe you accidentally meant to flush us out of the the uh outer space. So I'm gonna let it slide because we all know it was an accident. We're cool, we're cool. <laughs> you stole somebody to press a button that anybody could meaningly do and it's uh, fun. It's just fun stuff. Plus the whole idea
1: that like the Martian children are children but they're so intellectually advanced that they're
0: like adults that they need toys. Like no, you wouldn't (laughs) want fucking toys. (laughs) I love that his uh, Martian buddy was like, listen, you're gonna ruin Mars because we are bloodthirsty cunts. And it's like, yeah, but we should get him toys for Christmas, you know? He's <laughs> like, no, you're ruining Mars is for war, and you're ruining that, pal. It's like, it's, so uh,
1: ridiculous. it's just a, it's a thing.
0: <laughs> it is. It's on Prime's. So check it out. I'm sure you're gonna be disappointed, but in maybe the best way. <laughs> yeah,
1: probably just just hunt down the Mystery Science Theater version. I guarantee it's better.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure um so jumping from there to the best and we watched once upon a time in the west which i'm guessing you really enjoyed well yeah
1: i, I love that movie what are you talking about
0: well this is my first time seeing it so i figured you had seen it yeah, before and that's why this you is, wanted to
1: this is it. the thing i'm talking about fucking broaden your horizons instead of watching fucking robots in 10 minute chunks anymore
0: <laughs> listen i'm i've become i've become i've found a new brevity for westerns ever since we talked about logan that one time and you said you were so into westerns and like i've started watching Gunsmoke a little bit more and it's interesting to see how well developed those stories are considering i just never gave them the time of day and this is no different i think this was really well done um that first hour excuse me that first hour drags a little bit but it's fun
1: does it? You Once get it that sweet off.
0: shootout at the train
1: station? That takes
0: a half hour to get to.
1: That's the point. That is the listen, point.
0: Listen, I agree. It doesn't mean it doesn't drag. It doesn't.
1: Um, you watch that dude from, just like, oh man, there's water dripping on my head. Better put my hat under it so I can get a nice drink before I gotta kill a man.
0: Listen, that was smart. I was like, hmm, that's pretty genius. Way to go.
1: So Western. Plus, how immediately excited were you when they started walking away and then all of a sudden Harmonica started playing and then the train rolls away and he's just standing
0: there? Yeah, absolutely. I was like, oh, shit. Is this the bad guy? Is this who we're supposed to be afraid of? Well, see, that's the thing.
1: Leone always played with the idea that, like, there is no – there's always a person who's the villain because they're more evil than everyone else, but there's never really just like a straight hero in his stuff. Like sure. Fucking harmonica is ostensibly the hero, but like he also gets kind of rapey with the woman at that one time. And he's kind of not a good guy.
0: Yeah. I I think it was really great to see these, these kind of stereotypes played on, from way back then. I think this is the 60s, isn't it? Uh 68, I believe. Yeah, so it's interesting to see these these stereotypes played with like that. And like it was really interesting like the strong female role, but she was kind of like this is the way it is and like this is just how you're going to have to deal with it. And like going back to me watching Gunsmoke, it's like it's almost the same thing for uh Kitty who runs the bar but she's she's the uh grand lady I'll say of the uh prostitution brothel there and like um it's interesting to see like what strong women's characters were back then and it seems like they still ring so true today um and like the shit they have to deal with like even Cheyenne was like, "You're gonna have to put up with some shit," but I think you got a pretty good deal here.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, even you know, this this whole movie is Leone killing the Western, but also like raising the mythology of it within itself at the same time. Yeah. So there's this weird dichotomy. Uh, but uh, you know, the whole ending part, you know, like. The the trains coming in, this is modernity coming in and this town's building it, and the West is being civilized and Harmonica and Cheyenne, you know, ride off. They leave it and it's her that's there to raise it up and bring us into this new world.
0: But it's also even even cooler that when um Harmonica saves Frank from getting shot by uh the cripple and the, the train wagons guys um and like she points it out that he saved him and he's like listen i didn't save him it's just i didn't want anybody else to kill him and i thought that was a great point like considering we got kind of the same counterpoint in batman begins when batman decides not to save raza ghul on the train like it felt like the opposite side of the coin to that and it was just like that point i was like i'm all in on this movie fuck yeah um, And then when you're getting that flashback scene and you think it's Harmonica because it's cutting from him, but then you come to realize it's Frank walking up on har- where Harmonica was back then. So,
1: Yeah. Plus, you know, this is a movie that's so confident in what it's doing that it can literally set up the gun duel that's about to happen and then stop and tell a prolonged flashback before coming back to the action.
0: Yeah. This is so fucking good. Uh, I'm really happy you Have broadened my horizons with this. Like, I was stoked when I got to the end of it. Like, genuinely great fucking movie. Um, I loved all the characters for it. Like, Cheyenne was fascinating because, like, he's just a guy getting along, but like, it feels like he's gotten this persona that now he has to kind of live up to. But like, when he's in the house with her the couple times, like, he's like, I'm really tired of being such a badass, but. I'm going to have to walk out that front door and put that hat back on, but I'm just going to fuck it. up. Like, I'm just going to chill here for a few minutes.
1: Yeah, um, and the whole the whole reason Cheyenne's even in the movie is to try and, you know, get revenge because Frank framed him for this. You know, he, mm-hmm. he had no part in this, didn't want any part of it.
0: Yeah, I think that was the more interesting part to me is because you get four main characters and all their stories are really relevant to everybody else's. And, like, they do such a great. Job of interweaving them all, and like it all kind of revolves around the dude that's all, crippled on the train just trying to make it to the other side of the ocean. But in doing so, he's kind of become this vil- super villain esque, um, that kind of hires Frank to do all this bullshit and like, yeah, just yeah, and you get Frank lines.
1: wanting to move beyond, you know, he, he sees the coming the way the world's changing and he wants to become a businessman and hold the power that money has mm. but in the end he can't you know he can't do that he's you know he even says it when him and harmonica are talking and you know he's like i'm not a businessman i'm just a man and harmonica's like yeah. you know a, a dying breed you know like they realize their time has passed and everything's changed and they need to move on
0: Then he puts that fucking harmonica in his mouth and I was like, that's fucking justice. (laughs) God damn it. That's brilliant. Uh, So good. So yeah, fucking check this movie out because it's worth your time.
1: Yeah, I mean like...
0: Even being nearly three hour long long (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean like I love all of Leone's movies like his Spaghetti Westerns but like this is my favorite of them.
0: Yeah, I was surprised like this was the first time I've heard it, first time I watched it, and even mentioning it on Twitter, like, I got a bunch of, a handful of people being like, yeah, it's really fucking great, and I was like, yeah, it really actually was, so. Go check it out, for sure. It's a it's genuinely a classic, so.
1: Yeah, it's dope. Fucking it's young Charles dope. Bronson just fucking wrecking people.
0: And it's so funny talking about Bronson after uh, last year when we saw Death Wish, and, like, what an awful mo- remake that was. Like <laughs> I don't care to revisit any of that just because like he did such a stellar job in this one. Yeah. So yeah, go check that out. So from there, uh let's talk some Battlestar Galactica because it's still fucking rocks. Like <sighs> God damn it, this show. Like because, I I have to Because
1: this is a stretch of episodes that I don't like
0: hmm interesting there are definitely two episodes out of the the five that are like take it or leave it
1: fucking black Um, market fuck that episode
0: (laughs) really you hated that surprises me that you hated black market Uh, i would say
1: i would say that's probably the worst episode of the entire run oh really I hate that episode so far. When Bill Duke shows up in an episode, you're like, nope, time to back out. The, nope, Bill Duke is the <laughs> bad side.
0: Uh, I was absolutely going to text you and be like, oh my god, it's the dude. Who, I wonder where uh, Cage's fucking axe is. Or fucking, what was it, the Widowmaker? Was the crossbow he was holding onto?
1: Something like that. <laughs> I don't remember. All All I know is that was dope. This was not.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, kind of, it's really funny to see what, what place Apollo is trying to find in this series. He's the most ambivalent and doesn't choose a hard line path. Well, that's not true
1: because he did earlier. You know, he literally mutinied against Galactica and his father because of the choices he's made to stand against democracy and upheld it but now he's all like well i guess i want to die and maybe marry a whore i'm not sure <laughs>
0: uh but when he did mutiny his father he still wasn't completely on the side of Rosalind. like he's playing this middle ground so well that he doesn't really have a position except when he asserts himself and is like yeah that's definitely my cause this time and Um, it's interesting to see what he goes through when he's in floating in outer space and like the shit they're having to deal with now. And when he, when his father asks Starbuck to assassinate the other lady, um, and like, he tells his father, like, there, there has to be a different way. And his father's like, no, it's gotta be this way. And like, he's leaking out of his suit and he's just finally like, you know, this is my house. I'm I'm done fighting this bullshit, and it, he comes back from that, and he is just kind of shell shocked, and he's just. It seems like he's fed up with it all, but he still has his job to do, and like, I think that black market uh, uh, episode was a good way to, kind of get oh. him back into the swing of things.
1: I'm gonna have to stop you real quick because you're not allowed to say anything positive about black market.
0: Listen, I didn't. hate it i didn't think it was atrocious but it wasn't like that one and um what? yeah the the shooting scar were kind of just kind of filler episodes
1: there's a lot but even like what you would consider like better episodes you know the two-part resurrection ship Mm -hmm. i feel is hampered by the fact that they're burning through storyline too fast in those episodes
0: that's fair. Uh, but
1: I feel like. like- I, need, I need a reason for Adama and Roslyn to be like, you know what? We need to assassinate her. Because at this point, there's nothing but conjecture and hearsay. You know, and there's like, well, you know, we've pretty been, for the most part, outside of a few flares of temper and stuff, pretty level headed and do what's best for everybody. But there's like. I don't think this is good. We should better, better fucking kill her. Because as much as I get why Adama is fighting for Tyrell and here, Hilo, like, Kane is absolutely justified in, you know, killing them. Like, they have murdered a person and killed a higher-ranking officer. You know, like, that's treasonous. You know, I get it. I think... get right. it yeah. So for Adama and Rosalind to be plotting this fucking murder pact is a little weird and comes out of nowhere i think this comes to speak to what
0: we've been kind of throwing around like the last couple months is where i'm so envious of stories that can get away with this ambiguous design where it kind of um suggests what's going on but doesn't necessarily come out and say it where like you're so happy with them telling you this is exactly what's happening and this is why these these decisions are being made where I think Kane is played so well because she gives off this aura that she kind of de- is winging it at this point and kind of on the tipping point of losing her mind. Sure. Um, but that, that-, that being said, she is com- like, I'm agreeing with you. She is totally justified, but it it's, it's this, this weird aura. She comes around and, you know, you know, everybody's threatened by her and the uh, that,
1: the the, the second part directly contradicts that, though. I
0: know. When, I know. And it's funny. When because... after,
1: after one meeting with her in Starbucks, like, you know what? We were safer with her. And I'm like, you're just throwing Adama, your fucking mentor under the bus and being like, this is the real person who should have been leading us because she gave you a pep talk once. Uh
0: But she also promoted her ass. <laughs> after after straight up fucking disobeying a lot of order orders but getting the intel that she knew she could. Um I don't know, it's a really strange dichotomy because you see and we didn't hit on this last time. We brought it up on uh text messages, but um the way Adama trusts Sharon that's on Galactica, um, to the point where she saved him from the uh computer virus be, like put all his faith and trust in her because like that was the only play they had at that point and then to go on to this and like ask her um, idea of what he should do and when she comes back and she's like what what's the reason to have you survive if you're no better than backstabbing everybody and when he, he when he hears that and I think he at that point he decides that he's not gonna have her assassinated like it's so strong of a move when you see the uh, soiree with Gaius and the beaten number six like cause she's her mindset is completely different from the one that's in their head and like you get this revolving door of she just wants it to be over with and she gives them the keys they need and it's Like if that's going to be used against them down the road, but um, it's clear that it is when Black Market hits and it's shown that she's this person out out to get the Federation, but I think that's just her kind of Cylon programming. Well, it doesn't
1: help that she has a fucking nuke
0: now. (laughs) And that's so interesting, too, is because Gaius is playing this card where he absolutely doesn't trust this person, but he knows that she's part of a bitter, bigger interconnectivity. Where well, like he's I'm not even sure how much it's that
1: or it's just he's being a petty little fucking bitch because Rosalind slapped him down that he's you know, about how he has to step up and be a better person to be president and he's hurt by that and how dare he she talk down to him when he's obviously her better. So I'm gonna go give this nuke to the fucking enemy.
0: Yeah, it's fucking and like, why do you wouldn't think that that would be used against him if they're probably targeting Galactica out of anything? I, that's that would be the smart move. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But like, um, to see Adama struggle with this whole assassination idea, um, and like only being proven that it's even better of a struggle with seeing those first four episodes where he's not even in control and ties in control and like the struggle he has with all these decisions he has to make and like the weight of all of that so yeah, Adama I agree. is such an but incredible character
1: any thematic weights taken away by having Kane killed by a Cylon because then it washes all of the evilness of humankind away from that story
0: that's fair uh, I I only liked it because it kind of feels like um things that were going to happen happened regardless. And like it's it's strange to see number six being the one to do that just because of everything she went through and like when she was ready to end her own life and then decided to carry on as this badass um treason there, I guess. But yeah, uh, it's it's interesting that they haven't revealed the other silence that other people wouldn't know that she's definitely one.
1: Um, oh, and
0: then the I folder guess of a few of them. We,
1: we, we can move on to the other point of um, episodes losing emotional resonance by how fast they do stuff. We found a cure for cancer and Rosalind's okay
0: now. See, that's really strange to me is because it seems at this point, there's no clear marker between Rosalind and the, that baby now. Because they both... Dude, you stop
1: it. You just want her to be a Cylon so bad. Listen,
0: Listen, I really, really, really hate the way she writes threes. And she is one. I guarantee it. At this point, if nothing else proves it, she has Cylon blood in her. She's number 13. Look at that. But, Everything's coming full circle.
1: <laughs> but is it really Cylon blood? Because that's not a pure Cylon. It's a... You know, it's, it's part Hilo. It's part human, too.
0: But see, that's what I mean. Is Rosalind and those baby are the same quote-unquote thing right now.
1: <laughs> it's just so silly. That literally... It
0: is. It really is.
1: They... You know, they give her this countdown of she only has a few weeks to live at the beginning of this season, and then she disappears for a large chunk of the season, and then it's just like, oh, Karen, cool, thanks.
0: Yeah, Uh, another big misstep was uh, the blackbird was destroyed, and I was really hurt by that.
1: Man, we can't have no stealth ships. We gotta fucking see our vipers fighting.
0: Listen, that's all I wanted. And this, (laughs) it's great because I started texting Luke. At the end of this first episode, we were back. I was like, oh shit, we're going to get stretched out. 10 episodes long. We're never going to fight that resurrection ship till the end of the episode. Exact moment. The next fucking episode kicks off. Is Apollo floating in space? I was like, son of a bitch, we're there. We're fighting shit. This is how fast the show moves. And, like, he gave me gruff because I'm fine with how fast this show moves comparatively to. Game of Thrones but like it took me half the episode to realize that Apollo was flying the Blackbird and this immediately I fucking realized that I was like oh shit we're losing that ship and like not two minutes later fucking gets his fucking wing chopped right off I was like god damn it why can't we have nice things because fucking Apollo ruins everything Apollo does ruin it Apollo's the worst <laughs> no fan of Apollo's are here Except I'm a little bit of a fan. I do <laughs> dig uh, It's fun to see him spiral out of control after this whole thing. Um, it'll be interesting to see how his character acts these last five episodes. Um, but I think the bigger thing right now is it's interesting to see Starbucks struggle with this promise she made Anders, but also like she's not able to do anything for him. We'll and she doesn't it. even know it's if... Just a pyramid I, know, pyramid I agree. Fans. I agree. 100%. Also, it's really weird that they brought back the fact that uh, number six was a pyramid fan, and I'm guessing that's where she snapped the baby's back?
1: Maybe? I don't know, man. Just tell them babies. It doesn't matter if it's a before game or after. It's cool.
0: It was also really cool to see when Rosalind was uh, struggling that episode. Um her flashing back to the the moment before she left Caprica and catching glimpses of Gaius in number six. So it'll be interesting to see if that if that holds any weight throughout this next few episodes because I I feel like that's very vivid in Rosalind's mind considering how clear her visions have come true. So,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: yeah. so.
1: I'm so excited.
0: Well oh, yeah
1: I know the exact episode where you're going to lose your fucking mind of these back five. Uh,
0: in these next five? Yeah. Oh, now I'm fucking excited. And it sucks because now I fucking wait to like Sunday night to watch these because like I know nothing else I'm going to watch is going to be exci- as exciting as these episodes. So it's like this is my little treat at the end of the uh, end of the week.
1: Which that said, but- um I'm going to I'm going to watch it uh, on a, re- a recommended watch list. I think it's after episode 17 or 18. You should watch Razor, but I'm also okay. going to watch that to make sure there's no spoilers. Okay. Because so, Razor was the like made-for-TV movie that didn't premiere mm-hmm. until like, right before season four started, even though it's about the Pegasus and mm-hmm. this time. So it was a whole flashback episode to like two seasons ago. So I'm I'm gonna make sure there's no season three spoilers in it, and then we'll slide that okay. in.
0: Cool, cool. So right on. Uh, looking forward to cl- closing up this season, and then we'll be halfway, right? Halfway with yes. this series.
1: And oh my god, I'm so excited for one the last four minutes of the season and then-
0: of this season.
1: Oh my god, the last the ending of the season? Whew.
0: Whew! God damn boy. it. This show does too good of a job. Like, I fucking love it. It's so ridiculous.
1: Yeah, the, the end of this season and then, like, the first three or four episodes into season three are, like, high, high point of BSG for me.
0: Aren't you excited to be re-watching this series? Like, yeah. I know you only got through the first season, but, like, it feels like I can feel Hear the excitement of in your voice, just from me saying how much I'm enjoying it. So, yeah, no, let's no, fucking no. choose. That. And then we'll
1: get towards the end of season three where uh, I'll start nagging on the show about how fucking convoluted it gets up its own ass.
0: How <laughs> it works out. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, jumping from there, let's what uh, let's talk about our theatricals. Uh, did you watch anything else this week?
1: Yeah, you know that. Is this just fucking radio play I'm trying to oh, me?
0: <laughs> A little bit.
1: Yes. Did you want me
0: did you want me to see it?
1: I don't want anyone to see it, but I guess go ahead.
0: No, it's fine. You can talk about it. It's whatever.
1: No, oh, okay. Here's the movie, okay? It's 90 minutes long. Mm-hmm. You start with some interviews of this dance troupe. It it's French, by the way, so it's fully dubbed or uh subtitled. Okay? Oh, and I'll tell you this. You might watch it. The fucking, the not Tom Cruise mummy mummy is not it.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Now I'm in. Fuck yeah, I'm in.
1: But it's literally like, like videotape sets of these dancers interviewing for why they want to be part of this like dance troupe. And then it cuts to them uh, in a like high school gymnasium that they like shut down and they're using it to choreograph the routine and they do this pretty impressive like dance sequence like the filmmaking in the the movie's great like it's very fluid camera and it follows and there's a lot of tracking shots and it's really good then it spends like Uh. 20 minutes of just them talking just pairs of these because it's an after party right we've got the choreography down let's let's party and drink and have fun and it's all these people talking just keeps cutting to these guys being like, oh, yeah, I'd fuck her in the ass. No loop. Mm, I just stick it in and then just keep jumping around at these people. And it's kind of like, oh, this is incredible. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, by the way, somebody spiked the drink with LSD. And then it's just 35
0: oh, minutes shit. freaking out
1: because they're having a bad trip. That
0: sounds awesome. <laughs> What's it? the title of this movie? Yeah, it sounds uh, awesome. It's called
1: Climax. It's Gaspar Noe's new movie. Nice. And yeah, I don't know sure.
0: why he's trying.
1: It. Fucking like, <laughs> it, it's that, that weird reductive thing of every, like every time he has a new movie come out there was like, oh fuck, Gaspar, no. And then I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it. Oh wait, I fucking hate those movies. All of them. <laughs>
0: Jesus. So you weren't a fan of this movie?
1: No, I hated this movie. It's bad.
0: Huh. be dead because you just described one of the perfect movies for me. Sounds awesome.
1: You, I want you to see it and come back.
0: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, so, uh, did you see anything else? Well, I know you can watch three movies a week with your uh, past, so.
1: Yeah, well, you tell them, no, fuck, I paid to go see that shit at the Indie Theater, but. Yeah, yeah. It ain't no AMC playing fucking Gaspar Noe's new movie. <laughs> um, but no, there's, there hasn't been three movies a week out right now.
0: Yeah, fair. Uh, so, how much yeah, did you let's, enjoy? Let's be honest. I
1: wouldn't have seen these two movies, because fuck, are they bad?
0: Really? You wouldn't have yeah. seen Captive State?
1: Mm, that shit, well, not that I know what it's like. It's just dumb. The <laughs> movie's not Hang good.
0: Hang on a second. We'll get back to it. Uh, how much... Come on, you didn't hate Five Feet Apart, did you?
1: I did, and I need to know what your obsession and everyone's obsession with dying kids is. Like, no. Uh,
0: I didn't realize I had one until you pointed it out. And I was like, shit. Shit, I really do, don't I?
1: Yes! Um,
0: (laughs) But that's not necessarily the reason I like this movie. Um, This movie gives the a great representation of this whole uh, Schrodinger's cat paradox. Where, like, Uh, For those that don't know, the Schrodinger's cat thing is if you place a cat in a box with poisoned food and as long as you don't open open the lid to see if it's dead or alive, it's both at the same time. And it gives that vantage point somewhere along the movie of where these two kids have definitely the chance of killing each other by, well, her by uh, gaining the symptoms or disease that he has. Um, But yeah, (laughs) speaking to that mind, uh, it feels like that's, I guess, my genre. I see all these people watching all these goddamn serial killer shows and like, "That, that ain't my jam. But I guess this is mine, I suppose. I don't know why.
1: It's so, like... Like, I get it. We've been doing it forever. You know, fucking Romeo and Juliet, two fucking teenage kids doomed to die because of their love. Like,
0: God it. damn it. I really am that. Fuck. Like, God damn I,
1: it. I get it. But, like, at this point, like, I've grown up enough, I suppose, to be like, no, bitch, you're fucking 17. You knock it off. You, you, all your
0: life in front of you. <laughs>
1: like it reaches that point when she's like when she wants to go see the fucking lights and you know she does the whole dramatic like i've been living for my treatments instead of taking my treatments so i can live and i want to live and then they're like we got new lungs for you and she's like nope i'd rather fucking die and i'm like <laughs> stop it <laughs> and then, and that then was, they drag her ass to the hospital. They drag her into the hospital, and they're like, we've got your lungs. And she's like, no, I won't do it without him. And he's like, it's okay, baby. Get your new lungs. It's like, no,
0: you're a fucking dying child. Don't talk to this fucking (laughs)
1: bumpy-haired, floppy-haired piece of shit. Stop it.
0: (laughs) That would be some strange shit you would pull off. 100%.
1: No, it's so... I was just like, Jesus. (laughs) And then... Who, who in their right mind is just like, she has just had massive, invasive <laughs> surgery. Yeah, let's dump her right now. We're going to help you set up a romantic spot so you can just <laughs> say goodbye. Our intubator tube is still in her fucking throat.
0: I feel like I'm chasing that high from the first half of uh, City of Stars where they have that perfect night. And it's like, if anybody's gonna attempt to have that perfect night, it's gonna be teenagers, I suppose. These starry-eyed teenagers. (laughs) Like, this one doesn't necessarily hit on those notes, but I think those moments that she does have when she realizes she's just prolonging shit because she doesn't want her parents to be left behind. It was the same kind of, um, tells that, uh, Fucking what? Um, fucking what is the movie?
1: Fault in Fault Our of Stars.
0: Our stars has yeah, and it's like yeah, because
1: let me guess, That's it's... the other fucking dying kid movie you love. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Certainly is, but they also have their own merits. It's you, you feel like the main character is gonna die off, and there was a point in this movie that I thought they were going to chase that rabbit, and they didn't, but. Um, The way they changed it in Fault in the Stars. Like, it's something you just don't see nearly all the time. And, like, to see these kids deal with these tough challenges, like, listen, you guys are going to grow up. And, like, at this point, this is 20 years ago. So it's like, man, we were really dumb when we're young. Wait till your late 20s, early 30s. Like, shit'll sort itself out. <laughs>
1: It's it's weird. I don't know. It was just a lot of, like, me. One, I was just like, wait. How did this PG-13 movie get two fuck bombs in it? You're only allowed one. I was so confused.
0: Oh, you noticed that too? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Huh.
1: And then I was just like, all these fucking 12-year-olds in front of me should not be
0: watching this movie. (laughs) Uh, I... I had so many groups of girls who were friends all around me. It was a sea of me amongst everybody that had brought blankets to this goddamn... I don't even know blankets were a thing that you could just fucking bring to theaters. <laughs> you well, how
1: else are you going to fucking give them old fashions to your little 12-year-old boyfriend?
0: <sighs> I suppose... But it's so it's so ridiculous and like the theater i saw it in like yeah the fucking ending had me choked up and like i teared up a little bit and like fucking the the power of the sun was turned on immediately as the credits started rolling i'm like fucking goddamn it not only am i trying to wipe tears away but you're fucking trying to blind my ass trying to get out of here thanks yeah, they
1: wanted all those little girls who weren't affected at all to see this grown-ass <laughs> man
0: crying. And then I had to start chopping people's heads off, so it's fine. It's whatever. Don't read the news. Whatever. Um, so on Captive State, uh, you didn't really like it?
1: No. no oh, my God. So, I'm guessing no, 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 you no. did Hold well. on, hold
0: on, hold on. Uh, this was done by the uh, dude that did the Planet of the Apes movies, right?
1: No, it's by the guy who did the first one. Oh,
0: okay. Because uh, I saw Planet of the Apes, like, on a clip of the trailer, and I was like, all right. Well, fucking, I've got to be down for this, so... Um, narratively, in the story, I liked. I really hated the, like, camera work and, like, how how it was shot. Um but uh, I like the story. I think it's fun. Uh, Like, they don't really show the aliens all as much as they should. But, like, it kind of had that... Well,
1: metric. that's because it's a fucking god-awful design.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it had, like, that kind of District 9 kind of vibe to it.
1: Yeah, but not as good. District 9's fucking amazing. Yeah, this yeah, movie definitely. is just, like... And here's the thing, like... I want to watch the characters in district nine i don't give a fuck about any of these people yeah, that, they're all just
0: like that was the really weird like thing even is john goodman no you didn't spend any like, time with any of the characters to get locked into anybody
1: no and no one really like had like a discernible path they were going like even john goodman couldn't fucking pull me in and i love me some John goodman. yeah
0: yeah that's for sure um, it was just plus, so weird plus, at the end and like you see how they're all tied together it's like, but who fucking cares? <laughs> yeah,
1: and here's the thing, like the movie thinks it's a lot smarter than that but like once they get into like fucking Vera Formiga's house after she commits suicide and like, what's that picture over there? And I was like, it's a fucking Trojan horse. Are you kidding me? And I knew exactly where we were going. I was like, Jesus fucking stop
0: uh i i figured that as much when she gave the gift and said the same thing and i was like i see where this is heading like we're supposed to fail until we finally get that but
1: (sighs) yeah it's just like and like i don't know man like like you said it shot really poorly um like that whole like bombing attack on Soldier Field is near incomprehensible. I couldn't tell what was happening 90% of the time. Yeah. And then, you know, they're they're escaping the field and all of a sudden the cops are there and people are getting shot and I was like, I don't even know who just got shot. I don't know what's <laughs> happening.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was a big thing. And like, I don't know. Like, some of it was just so explained so flimsily, like, especially the uh, creatures that they had on the screen to be tracked with and it's like, ugh. Oh. they had some good dis- they had some good concepts I think and they could have made a good movie out of this idea if the the uh, creatures would have been a little bit better designed but like fucking weird ass whatever face they had spiky face it didn't make any goddamn sense or you have to give me a
1: reason yeah. like why are you know, why did humanity just give up you know like if you want to make the politicians mad, show me why. You know, give me a reason. Like they were, they said they were going to take them off planet with them, maybe, but they were also shooting prisoners off planet. And what were they doing to the prisoners? Like I don't understand any of the logic behind this. Yeah,
0: yeah, it is a real big mess. Um, but I wanted to jump from that to attack the block because you were talking about it, how great of a alien fight movie it was. So. I wanted to clear it through you yeah. and like I'll probably check out this ne- that this next week so I can get do it. If I can get that good one, alien design in me.
1: <laughs> one. The alien design in that movie is brilliant in its simplicity. Yeah. Like it just you know, like why why has no one done that? Before? Oh, and it was so it
0: was really strange with this movie is because they show the creature like a few minutes in and it, it felt like it was gonna be very um quiet place-esque where they'd show them in like the backgrounds whatever but everything was so dark and you could never discern what the hell these goddamn tetris pieces things whatever were and it's like "Ah." yeah it looks like it looks
1: like they had long long body hair everywhere but then it would go rigid like a porcupine like it makes no sense And
0: apparently if you know that you can rip their faces off and they can't breathe air or whatever (laughs) the more I talk about this movie the more I hate it but uh, I feel like there could have been something there but yeah it kind of definitely missed the mark yeah so then what do we got for next week we got the end of Battlestar Galactica season 2 yep Uh, Yep. what's our best and worst
1: Uh, do you want to talk about that or can we just talk about how excited I am to see us because it's us week listen
0: to me I'm going to be down there Saturday night. Can we see us together? Uh, No, because I'm going to go see Shazam on Saturday night.
1: That's this week? No, they're playing it two weeks early here for some reason, and I got tickets.
0: Interesting. That's fine. You can go see that.
1: <laughs> so I think I'm seeing us Thursday okay. night.
0: I'll probably see it Thursday night, too, then. Or, fuck, I can't. I'm, fuck. I'll probably see Friday night, then. Yeah, that's fine.
1: Trust me, maybe we'll just go see it seven times. That's what we'll
0: do. (laughs) Listen, I am so not prepared for us at all. But I'll see that damn movie. Because I'm also very intrigued by it. (sighs) Because Jordan Peele, he's on the same level as the uh, lady who does the writing for uh, fuck, what was that show? Um Gone Girl and
1: um oh, Jillian Flynn
0: She does she shoot they just both creep and weird me out. Like they know what buttons to push. And like I'm so not ready from that from when we fucking saw Greta like two weeks ago, I was like shit. This is not even yes. as close to anywhere us is gonna be and this shit is already terrifying me, so fuck. Fuck, fuck. So excited. Um, is there so something else excited. theatrical this week?
1: No. Nothing that's not limited.
0: Okay. Okay. So yeah. We'll uh, definitely see us this week. Battlestar Galactica. Us.
1: us. Oh yeah. So
0: best and worst. I know you're going
1: to be down this week. You are all in.
0: <laughs> what do we got?
1: Uh, best. We have Leon the Professional.
0: Nice.
1: I'm down for that. Yeah. And. For worst, we have Kazam, the Shaquille O'Neal as a genie movie. Oof.
0: I don't know how down I am for that, but that's something. You are down. (laughs) I don't like that you think that I'm that down with it. I mean, it's whatever.
1: I know you. You're going to be like, this movie was great. He came out of a fucking
0: boombox. Listen, can we... Check some off the list like do we not have to see a few of them like i kind of definitely don't want to see dumbo and i kind of really don't want to see aladdin
1: nope they're there we gotta see them
0: <laughs> i figured that was going to be your response so it's whatever because one like
1: fuck i don't want to see dumbo either but the reviews started coming in like it's really good, it's Tim Burton's best movie in years. And I was like, well, he's just made horse shit for the last <laughs> 20 years. That's not saying anything.
0: That's fair. That's fair. God damn it. What's that, next week? I think so. <laughs> all right. So, I guess we're watching all that, and then we'll come back and talk to you about it next week. Um, There wasn't anything yeah. else, right?
1: Not that I know of. Good deal.
0: So... Yeah, fucking watch Battlestar Galactica. What are you waiting for? Watch that and fucking no. talk about it with us. It's great.
1: Fuck Battlestar. Watch us.
0: <laughs> listen, there's plenty of time to watch Battlestar Galactica when, with us not in the theaters till Friday. So get caught yeah, up and watch Yeah, so, or
1: you're going to be so scared after us, you're going to have to watch Battlestar. <laughs> uh,
0: listen, I'm neither going to deny or confirm what you just said. So, to help you.
1: <laughs> i know exactly fucking next week so i'll be like oh my god i haven't slept with the light off for fucking four days
0: Fuck you pal i get scared and i'm not afraid to admit it uh but i hate that you rag on me about it so tell with you <laughs> <sighs> so watch all that shit and we'll talk to you about it next week uh for random number 93 catch y'all later peace pineapple and all that good stuff